Donnie's way, I put cryptocurrency addresses in my book. So if people put crypto in there, I can go and get software made. And then I will just launch that shit open source and no one can do anything about it. So, so part of your I, system. I, like, like I said with Robert David Steele, we would make an open source, open source agency software and just launch it. And it wouldn't be a looking for funding. Now you got to look for funding up front, but then it's, we're not trying to take over the CIA and make it whole and get wholesome again. Right. We're going to make this thing all open source and we're going to let the CIA wither on the vine. Just let that thing go. I'm not interested. It's eventually going to run out of funds and it's eventually going to run out of immunity. That's how that nonsense always runs out in history somewhere, sometime. But as I'm a solutions guy, it looks like some software and that, you know, so, so part of your system, a large part of your system is crypto. And I love the term that you use, the fiat apocalypse, because that we're definitely in the midst of that. Everybody knows that that's going to go away. It's just a matter of time. America is one of the few places that you can get any yield on fiat. Everywhere else is negative interest rates or zero interest rates. And I, I think it's Denmark they will pay you a negative interest rate on a mortgage. You just have to buy that mortgage, you know, in Denmark in their currency. So if you buy it in that currency, they will not just not only not charge you an interest rate, they will help pay down your principal. Wow. That's interesting. That's how worthless the currency. Yeah. Is that why the, Trump uh, wants is that why Trump wants to buy Greenland? It, it's the it, it's Financially, it's like Jeb Bush saying, please clap. Yeah. That's what it is. It's the monetary please clap moment is when somebody's going to pay you to buy a house. Okay, so have you actually been in touch with Robert David Steele to, to ask him if he um, wants to? I, a, a little bit. He's very busy. Um, he's got like John McAfee building software. And the, last I checked, they were trying to fix the voting system. So my, my, the only advice I would give to them is stop. <laughs> there's no right. point there's, so, there's no point in fixing voting you can't fix voting it makes minorities that, so, that's all like yeah so donnie everything you're talking about is fascinating stuff um and it, obviously it threatens uh, uh the establishment i mean are you your message are you getting pushback from anybody uh with your message i, I was i was for the for since 2017 i was engaged like a heretic a lot of people like they don't like this idea because ideology it wasn't it wasn't critiquing it was somebody liked their government view or whatever and wanted to yell and then libra came out the the, the facebook cryptocurrency at which point nobody gets to argue that because i'm literally saying do you understand these blockchain systems are undermining not only the dollar but the manner in which the federal government operates because it's the dollar. And everybody's like, oh, okay, well, there it is. Now 30 governments freak out because without the printing press, they aren't going to make payroll because, because of Libra. And, and it was that piece of information. I'm starting to look at it as information seeding. Like I said, I think we're being given information and then we're giving bullshit and we have to determine which is which. Oh, yeah. Libra show the, the existence of Libra means certain things to the dollar and how monetary systems function. 
the very next week they're like, oh, well, maybe, maybe we won't talk about Libra. Maybe, maybe Libra won't come out. Because the, the message was all too well received. The very concept of it, a bunch of people went, holy, the, the dollar is going to have an issue if this thing is around, even though the dollar's in the basket. This, this means the governments aren't fundamentally going to be in control of currency, which has second and third order effects throughout a legal system. It really does. I mean, the, um, the court systems in America don't adjudicate in euros and in the ruble. So because the legal system and the monetary system tends to have a big overlap, when you start stripping monetary policy away from a government, you start asking, well, what are they actually capable of now? So this is all kind of unfolding. And just as the FUD of, oh, well, maybe Libra won't come out at all, and they might not make their, their January launch date, Binance decides to launch Venus. So now we really are in the trade war where every time something that comes up that could maybe help the dollar stabilize and not have some kind of real abandonment issue, then there will be a competitor and it will come out of Asia. So yeah. Venus forms the same fundamental process that Libra does, except it's just going to soak up dollar value because it's not. So Asia sets up that currency to soak up dollars. Whereas Libra was supposed to make it stable so that the dollars couldn't run out. <sighs> yeah. I, I, I think it's fascinating. And, uh, and in the meantime, uh, nobody's talking about Russia and the fact that Russia and China are working with each other to not use the dollar anymore. And, and so people need to understand how huge that is. Yeah. I mean, I think that we've been so spoiled as a nation to be, you know, we're the, we're the, the gifted child of the world. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with, especially with the dollar. And, and I don't think people realize how fast the, the dollar can uh, just drop. Think, yeah. Uh, like, like, and, and like you said, we're in the information world right now. You could, you could see the, uh, the market drop uh, 2000 points in one day. I guarantee you. Oh, it, it could be worse than that. But I don't think the real issue, honestly, I think if you're going to have a currency issue, you could have a melt up of the stock market. Oh. If, you're, if you're having a currency problem, right. everybody wants to get out of the currency. They'll, right. They start taking assets. Any, any decent stock in a company that isn't failing is better than a failing currency. Right. Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, you get a melt up of the stock market instead of a meltdown. Right. But, and I'll be honest, at a certain point, like it can go several ways. I, I really think we're, it's really hard to tell, but it looks like systems are already broken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It yeah. really looks like they're already broken. And it really looks like they're starting to put the financial systems over onto crypto systems, yes. either as a backup or have them running in the background. Yeah. Yes. It already looks like this is happening, but I, you know, like, I don't want to give anybody bad information. This is the, it kind of looks like, to give you an example, if you're watching the crypto market this year, you saw Binance, Bittrex, and uh, Bitfinex and Polynex, the, the U.S. exchanges, they, they delisted some tokens. Okay. Now, BACT is coming out soon, and that has 58, at least 58 that they already listed on it. So. Start looking at the coins that are on Binance, the coins that are on Bittrex, the coins that are on Coinbase, and the coins that are on Back. 
So you have U.S. retail, um, global retail, U.S. accredited investor on back, and then on Coinbase, you kind of have this mix of accredited investor and retail. Any coin that's on all four of those platforms has access to all of the fiat on the planet. Could be wrong, but it's probably a safe bet. Hmm. I could be wrong about that. The, on the back platform, there's 482 billion total coins. Some of, there's 21 million Bitcoin is, is factored into there, right? But there's 480, that's 482 billion sounds like a big number, but if you value them each at $1 a piece, that's only a half a trillion. The market cap was bigger than that last year. Yeah. And that's the ones that are on the backed platform. Those are the ones where American industrial money will be going here too sweet. So I think everybody's having the blood in the streets right now. And everybody's paranoid when there's blood in the streets, right? Yeah. Yep. They, they're all, they, when, when the market's going good, everybody's all mouthy and blood in the streets. Yeah. But it very much looks like the blood in the streets are right now where the crypto market's taking it in the teeth. But Bact is supposed to be launching. Oh, um, they're, def, they're launching at least some products September 23rd. So that's coming. And I, don't, I can't explain it. it does, in a system where there's so many individual dollars chasing a finite number of tokens, I don't see how such a small number of fiat that could blow into there and, and account for every token at $1 a piece. I, I don't see how a small amount that small amount, I just don't see it. I just don't see how it stays this way much longer. Right. Yeah. And right. Something's I don't gotta, know. Something's got to explode. So um, do you think that this is it's reaction, it's reaction by the government and Federal Reserve, by the world Federal Reserve? Or do you think that this was planned? The taking down of the U.S. dollar. Let's, let's just call it what it is. Um. To a certain amount, there's structure to it. I don't think I don't think the Federal Reserve would have ever wanted to give this up, and I think this started in 2008. I'm not saying that the market has been, you know, taken care of, and in the background since 2008. But Paul Kanjor Paul Kanjorski was a representative, did a really good brief on television about it, and said basically the the, the financial system on the planet was going to collapse. That's there's listen, if I'll be straight with you, I would lie to every single face on this planet for as long as it took to, to get that system up in the background to fix it, because there's no fundamental reason to tell everybody the truth and destroy global commerce and start it over. <laughs> so it really becomes this little white lie where you say, as long as we keep the records fundamentally correct. And that fundamentally correct was always filled with government fraud in it. Yes. So I, I give everybody credit for being 100% honest and no ill will until 2008. And that doesn't count the murders and the rapes and the human trafficking. Right. But, but as far as politics, anything up to politics that was civil up until 2008, everybody gets a pass. Now we can put stuff together and say these people can be held accountable in this way. And if they don't like it, they could be fired. The end. We don't have the fire upon problem. We don't have the we're going to have to kill the public servants problem. That's no, we don't. So you, I'm going, go ahead. I was just going to say, so you don't believe in conspiracy theories. You just believe it was stupidity up until then. 
Well, listen, conspiracy theory is every single plan I did in the military. I was required to turn in plans. This was my conspiracy. Here, here, we're all going to conspire to do this plan. I don't know the difference between conspiracy and engineering. Right. That, that's how it works. Plan. And, and Alex Jones needs to be tranquilized. However, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was yelling about Jeffrey Epstein 10 years ago. Yes. Okay? And, what, and he was branded what? A heretic. Mm. Every time you seem to come out with something that nobody wants to hear about, it mm. sounds an awful lot like you're going on the heretic tour for a while. Yeah, I did it for two years and it was really, really uncomfortable. Alex has been on that whole thing for a decade. So it's no wonder why he's batshit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so you're a military man. And I mean, you're, you're going to be the, you know, you've already said everything the military does is not kosher. So how did you get into thinking about this and how this could actually work as a concept? So Again, up till 2008, I would not have known a way to solve a problem without necessarily um, the, the biggest project would look like me telling Lloyds of London, yes, we will show, we will go and secure the, the Kuwaiti oil fields so you can write British Petroleum a decent insurance policy and know that there will be a bunch of well-armed Americans there should that property fall to an enemy force. That's real life. That's real life, economic prosperity being guarded by tanks. And when that was threatened, how long did it take Norman Schwarzkopf to do his thing? Up and down in a month, three weeks of airstrikes, one week of ground campaign. The whole thing was, now there was logistical before and logistical after, but he, you know, that's what it was supposed to look like, up, down, over. And that isn't what the, the new wars, they don't have, the politicians decided where we were going to go and decided the mission and it was not fundamentally possible but nobody knew that not david petraeus not any politician none of none of this none of this until 2008 once you have a global public ledger system you and by the way you need a global high speed internet to make a blockchain work so this isn't even internet this isn't we could have had it in 1995 this is we needed the ability to have a global high-speed internet to have a blockchain system that could be spread across the planet and then have a consensus algorithm and check each other's work. Now we can do a cross-oceanic payment system for billions of dollars in coins that are objective on every continent. You don't have to move a gold shipment across the ocean. You don't have that cost. You don't have the, um, ex you know, the risk. You're you can still have, use gold to secure things, but you, you really want to use gold. You, you kind of want to use it yourself. You could put a big pile of it in a vault and then pass some kind of blockchain currency around for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Blockchain for land is very good because the land cannot be moved. Blockchain for gold, your vault might get cleaned out. Sure, mm -hmm. you got private keys. You've like got that. tokens that you pass around on the internet, but you don't actually, it, it's no longer gold backed because somebody took it. Mm -hmm. So I love blockchain for land. I hate blockchain for gold. Mm. It doesn't mean gold doesn't have a future. It doesn't, it doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the reason people use it is it doesn't rot. So having um, jewelry and having, it, it does serve a purpose. It does serve a purpose, but it's not, you don't want to have to move your gold. You don't want to need large amounts of money 
in gold and then have to move it. It's just a security nightmare. It's heavy. Right. Right. No, I, I actually I I like your idea the the blockchain for uh, land. land. I, I do like that as long as somebody's not gonna. Uh, there's no such thing as eminent domain, and they take your land. Uh, well, see, so that's where it like so. When I say like, becoming your own senator, the first layer of it is about as difficult as Super Mario Brothers. I, I mean this for every 14-year-old who's big enough to kill someone with a rock, like I was. I was that kid. So I know I was taught, I had a dad, and I was taught, don't hit, you know, he would say, don't hit women, and I didn't understand it. Well, it's because the bone density that I have will crush a poor small human who doesn't have my bone density, and a smaller male, I was, I got in a fight, like, I, I was drunk, and a smaller male, I'm about 6'2", this guy was about 5'10", just walked up to me and punched me in the face. Okay, now that whole thing didn't go very well for him. <laughs> I, I was drunk. But what I'm saying is, I was able to handle that hit because I have a sear, my bones are more dense than yours, Angie. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Yeah. It's, it's not judgment upon your capabilities or intellect. <laughs> That's just making sure you don't get roughed up beyond what? Your husband's going to get roughed up. You know what I'm saying? Can't, can't do that. So your first layer is like Super Mario Brothers. Mm -hmm. And it's really just explaining it to people. Don't murder. Don't. You're going to positively agree to not murder. Yeah. Because if I have to start coming up with all of the rights, you know, what's the difference between the right of free speech and the right of wakeboarding? <laughs> yeah. Are no, we going to no, list no, every no. positive human no. act? Right. I, Right. So at a certain point, people seem to forget that the Constitution limits government actions. It doesn't limit human actions. Right. But when they read it, they always read it backwards. And now right. it applies to me. No, it doesn't. So by agreeing to not murder, we don't have, while we will have a serious and healthy protections for the accused, we don't have to pretend that when we have you on video, that we should consider bail. You know what I mean? We get to skip right through the bail bail hearing. No, we got him on video. He shot three people. Okay, yeah, move him into that cage over there. No. We don't really need to, yeah, we're not processing him for bail. He's going right, you know, advanced right. to go. But all of these things, imagine this being done by Andrew Napolitano, okay? The next layer of your legal solution you're going to sign up is going to be written by Alan Dershowitz or Napolitano. I know Dershowitz got, got uh, he's been dragged into it recently i don't know if it's true or not let's just say legal scholar of last 50 years okay we got we got two really good candidates one we'll call them republican one we'll call democrat right but do you want your laws written by alan dershowitz and andrew napolitano or do you want them written by congress at that point you know you're getting a legal system and it's not going to have eminent domain in it because andrew napolitano isn't putting that in there right Okay. So you have so you have this private key to your land. Well, what if you lost it? That would be a real problem. So you're going to work this with the Andrew Napolitano legal network where they're going to be able to get private keys in the event of your death for the purposes of your will, etc. So again, it becomes complicated legal procedures that require detail. But you can't you can't legislate that detail across millions of people. You have to sit down and say, in the event of my death, I want 
the people who have the private keys to pass it on to these people. This is all done already. So mm -hmm. putting it on a blockchain and making it more transparent than it already is, yeah. is, is better planned than leaving it the way that it is. But don't think I'm going to have the private keys to my land and I'm going to hide it and then nobody can, nobody can purchase this land from all time because I burned my private key. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> The land, the land system can't work like that. It's not going to be, it's still going to be an immutable ledger, but the kind of key sharing that you would need on a deeding system, every, let's just say every land deed is a multi-signature wallet. It's not a single, single private key. Every single land deed key is a multi-signature wallet. One of which would be with your legal adjudication system, which you pick one of which would be yours. And then, um, you know, you're, you're going to want to have a third designee in case you die. They just have it automatically. And all Andrew Napolitano can do is help that other person get your private key back. So I have a really good idea that I'm, I want to have you on uh, a, a more um, with Kent Lewis, one of our friends from freedom.social. Um, look him up. But uh, I do have a question for you. Is it possible for a blockchain to be corrupted? Okay, now let's define corrupted. <laughs> well, um, compromised. And then you're going to ask me yeah, to define are, that as well. There are lots. Let's just say it really depends on what you're talking about. If you want to talk about a technical attack, you're attacking the software or the hardware of a system. You're not attacking the philosophy of a system. So we definitely have to separate something that is properly built to do something stupid and something that is meant to do something smart and is improperly built. Mm. So uh, I don't want to confuse those two things. I'm talking about the uh, anonymity. Is that the word? Anonymity. Yeah, of the blockchain. If, if your ID uh, can be compromised through the blockchain? Well, uh, you're not anonymous on a blockchain, are you, really? Your transactions well, yeah, but, are not anonymous. The beautiful thing about an open ledger is, like, your ID you don't necessarily have to allow other people to see. Okay. Here's, here's a space. It, it's you, here's it, all it does in the blockchain is represent your ID. Nobody can see the contents of it unless you allow them. So oh. you have to show them this. So you're going to have to give them permission. You can get an API key to get permission. There's, there's several different, you could just show them on your own console. There's different ways of making sure that, they can't get into your information to change it and they will only see it if they're authorized. It's not that you don't have any privacy. It's just that this open public ledger, everyone who checks your ID will be known. So you, it'll show when you checked your ID, it'll show when other people checked your ID, you'll be able to see all the activity. Everyone else will be able to see the activity to make sure that your shit is safe. It's like everybody leaving their wallet in the middle of the gymnasium and then going outside. You, you can only, if you leave five people on watch and you go in there, all the other five people have to do is keep the other four out of the pile of wallets. When the lights are on, this is kind of easy. Everything is in the open, so you don't have the closed door fraud that the government has subsisted off of for 60 years. Mm, interesting. 
I don't know enough about blockchains yeah, and either. crypto, to be honest with you. That's why we have to have. That's why we have to have Kent. Yeah, but sure. the, the last interview, the last big interview we did was with John McAfee and he got into cryptos quite a bit. Obviously yeah. he's really into that and was talking about it, but he was saying there are certain cryptocurrencies where like you were for just medical, saying it's, for it's, medical insurance and things like that. But like he was just saying, it's like you have an open wallet and people can go in there and go, well, how much, you know, do they have? And when was the last time they used it and how much did they spend and who did and they, what did they yeah right. that kind of thing so i right. mean that so can be intimidating right you wouldn't want to do that for the money systems and most of the mm. some of the you can there's a big difference between the the transaction is on the ledger and somebody knows who made that transaction and where they were when that happened. Those are three pieces of information you only get one from the blockchain. Hmm. So don't get too paranoid about it. But to be honest, there are also privacy coins and there's also a a privacy layer that's called Mimblewimble. And I'm pretty sure that's gonna cover the whole Web 3.0. So at a certain point, you're gonna be able to get paid for the information you give up. You're only gonna give up what you have to. You'll get certified at like you won't ever have to pay for a transcript again. You'll get that. You'll get. You'll have a that on your blockchain in your credential wallet. You don't pay for another one of those. Now you just let people look in there forever. So it cuts down on a lot of these administrative fees in every way you can imagine. You're getting tapped by middlemen. Yes. Yes. It, oh, a, sure. a lot of it, and and some of that is the supply chain of your life and we can't judge it and we can't overtax it or we, or it breaks. But at the same time, if it's not support. So when I, I don't like taxes to, to pay for the roads, I like the merchants to pay for the roads. They know what infrastructure needs they require. They know what communities they service. And then all of the communities around them can get the group rate for the, for the road in front of their house. Or we can have a group of lunatics that will be raping and killing behind closed doors. You know, <laughs> yeah. options. We'll weigh them. We'll think about it. We'll take a vote. We'll put it to committee. Right. Triple stamp. Double stamp. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I like a, I like a lot of your ideas. I, by the way, I think uh, we kind of label. I don't like to label us, but we're libertarians. I think, right? Close. Yeah. I mean, I don't label myself at all, but I. I you said you were a libertarian. Thank you. Never or, no, but was it, you we can also bring you on with Robert David Steele and like let you guys talk about this stuff here and, and oh, that was some stuff out. I wouldn't want him to feel ambushed, but yes, like I listen. He, I don't have the funding. I don't have, and here's the here's the real bitch of this. Based on my resume, I functionally have an officer's resume. I started off in logistics for my first tour. My second tour was operations, trained by special forces. My third one was inner service time. I went over to the Navy and was communication. S6 in the Army is communication. And then I went back to the Army and I was S2, intelligence. This is how you, you train an officer. Well, there's one thing officers really aren't allowed to have once they've been in for 17 years, free will. No. Those poor guys are beat to death by then by the system because they have had to, they have had to embrace the bureaucracy mm. as a vehicle of forward progress, or they were going nowhere in their careers. 
Well, I just kind of floated around in different jobs. I didn't realize I was training as an officer. I was doing the things I didn't know how to do. And they were somewhat interesting because I didn't know how to do them. So I just went into that. Like, it seemed like the next, if I'm going to be in the military, I'm definitely not staying logistics. And when I went back into the Navy, I was actually trying to go to, to be a SEAL and I got injured. So I was kind of always looking for trouble. And then I just ended up in intelligence because I was injured. Well, that just rounded out the rest of my, oh, well, conveniently rounded out the rest of my career. So I don't have the officer's resume. I don't get passed around like this. So where there might be a huge pile of VC for some, for okay, so Jocko Willenink was like, a, I think he was an 05. There's probably some VC money for Jocko to show up and do something. Maybe not for me. Who the fuck is this guy? Right. So I get that. And then I really had the problem. I have a problem with dealing in the dollar because I, if I was to do this, um, like with an LLC, oh, there's all kinds of legal and financial ways that the legal system could penalize a business. Oh, so it's yeah. easier to put out a free book with crypto addresses in it and say, I have no problem with building all of this software, but that's what it's fun. And honestly, it's really more education. It's education and getting everybody to say, wait a minute, does, does it work like I was told as a kid? The answer is no. Right. That's blatantly obvious to everybody now. Yeah. It's obvious. So Donnie, where can people find your ebook? By the way, the null hypothesis of politics.com. Um, there's a PDF on the front page. It's free on Nook. It's 99 cents on Amazon. And that's a, it's a good thing for, to have different systems. Jeff Bezos doesn't let you use his system for free. Nook does. Mm-hmm. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. It's two different ways to do it. Interesting. So yeah. when you think about it, we don't have to vote on CVS and Walgreens. We don't have to vote on it. There's definitely other ways to do a lot of these systems. The real problem is we're compromising and the compromises end up being fraud and abuse and inefficiency instead of you and I just finding a way to get along. And when, when our goals are antithetical, there's no reason to argue about abortion. There's no reason to subsidize it if you don't like it either. So it's this strange thing where, honestly, a lot of people, the the information that has been put out about the abortion debate, I feel sorry for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's it's just bad information. Almost none of it is germane to the argument. Everybody's arguing Mm -hmm. about rights. Nobody's mentioning murder, even though there's clearly a human hanging. Right. So there's a human hanging in the balance. This is how humans come about. But when you change the terminology to mean something else, guess what? It's something else now because lawyers speak. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's not a bill of attainder. It's not a bill of attainder. It's a traffic citation. Because because Thomas Jefferson didn't know that you couldn't allow government to become a profit-seeking enterprise. He didn't know that. Mm. Right? Okay. That guy was smart by candlelight. I'm yeah. I'm smart by by thirty watt bulb, which means my bulb ain't too bright. <laughs> he was smart by candlelight, and he knew. He knew you can't have traffic citations being run by your security structure. He knew it. So all of this is just lawyer speak, and it's really being turned on. In the third world, it's a lot more. I mean, you look at a third world government, they're clearly more physically brutal to their population. You know why? Because they don't read so good. People up here read good, so everything up here has to be 
milder. Mm-hmm. A traffic stop is, is a milder form of torture and rendition. You've seen what they look like. You are expected to perform certain tasks or it will get bad for you. Mm-hmm. You will be made uncomfortable and then you will give me this signature and you will be involved with contract now. That's how it works. So it needs to, and honestly, the cops don't even know what torture and rendition are. They don't know what that, they don't know. No. They don't know. None of these guys are trained to any, any decent standard. They're, they're, most of them have never been in a fight, and now they're on chihuahua shooting duty because they're afraid of dogs. Yeah, right. And, for it, sure. And so, like, you know, and so you have a bunch of people in jail for administrative pro, uh, issues. I mean, it's just ridiculous, and I agree with you 100%. Private prison. And it sounds like what you're saying is that uh, no more lawyers, no more attorneys. Let's just get, we don't need them anymore. They're part of the problem. Well, right. If you if the legal system is so complicated for 300 million people that you have to dedicate your entire profession to only do two or three sections of the state law because it's too vast. You know what that is? You know what that is? It acts like the secret compartmentalized information system. I'm not supposed to look in all the. I'm not supposed to look in all the secret buckets because then I know too much. Right. Well, if the lawyers actually stood back and looked at the entire panacea of law, there should be one question. Who put this system together? And the only answer is not me. <laughs> they, they, use, they use someone else's system. Yeah. They, every single person, they use someone else's system. And I definitely understand why no one's crazy enough to go, everyone should write their own laws. Okay, that's fair enough. But when you start looking at it, if everybody agrees to like the first three of them and they yeah. sign the Constitution, yeah, everything after that really, really, really is super simple to adjudicate. Really simple. I mean, I'm not, I want to get biblical, but, you know, to be honest with you, it sounds kind of like uh, love God, love your neighbor. You know, I mean, that's it. I mean, it, it encompasses everything that you just said, to be honest with you. If you just did those two things, you'd be adhering to all of the uh, laws. What happened? Who, who was in charge of the million people that decided to drive down to Houston and help people out when it rained? Nobody was in charge of that. Yeah, and the, and honestly, the government was mostly hindering the help. Yes, yes. sir. Thanks, Trooper. Agree. Right. So at a certain point, these people are intentionally extracting pensions and declaring what's help, even though it's not, and then sticking you with the bill for help. And yes. that's mm-hmm. absolutely. And we know one of the guys that went down, by the way, Matthew Short was yeah. uh, the, the one of the main ones that uh, got all that stuff together. He's an amazing guy. He's done some yeah, awesome stuff. does some good work. Yeah. Fascinating stuff here. I yeah, mean, we have to have you back. Uh, We're going to have you back with some other guests just yeah. to help us better understand as well. Because if we don't understand everything completely, there's probably other viewers out there that would like it um, explained in more detail as well. Yeah. So if you're game yep. for that, we'd love to have you back. Sure. I've been, I've been really trying to get the Mises people to work with each other because I don't think those guys realize if they spent more time talking to each other instead of free, like everybody has to, they have their own uh, podcasts and they have to make their own money and they have their own lives, but they really need to network together because these guys have been sitting on some real solutions for a long time. Yes. Um, Walter Block, 
professor wall if you if anybody who's serious and they want to figure out how how would i rewire a small town into a small city state you need to know who walter block is you have to go through very intricate property laws and make sure that these systems are put together properly it's not that difficult but if you don't know who walter block is you're starting from scratch and walter block will save you about 40 years of reading wow incredible i'll have to yep. look him up because i'm not familiar with that yep. name so he knows what he's talking about he'll explain it very quickly he has a book called defending the indefensible because it sounds you know it sounds terrible but you have to understand that when you get down to property law you have to be able to defend it so Mm -hmm. at a certain point you have everybody seems to think it's a logical discrepancy and it's really not it's more of a humanitarian discrepancy at a certain point the nomadic human wants the stationary human who move to move. That's what it, and it's not, it's not uh, right or wrong. It's that's interesting. Yeah. And, and now you could say that now I'm giving that the most charitable reading. I could call him a thief. Yeah. But I'm saying, but if you go back 150 years, let's say there were the natives who would go away for the season. And when they came back, they were cool with people settling in certain places. They didn't give them a hard time. And then some natives would come back and they would clear off all the people from the land of which they were going to roam for the next season. Okay. So at a certain point, the nomads cannot do that to the stationary. It's not personal. You can't run people off. Now you could call the nomad a criminal or not. But at a certain point that you've got that discrepancy and the nomad has the right to roam, but they don't have the right to uproot those who are not nomadic. It's really interesting. uh, The only time frame between nomad and thief is whether or not they're here for the season or whether or not they're here for the night. Well, and and then we'll end this, but it seems like there's there's a concerted effort to uh, herd people into big cities. Oh yeah. And so, you know, um, uh, I think it's and ta- take the stationaries away yeah. and then put them into the big city. So mm-hmm. it, you've made, you've made a lot of great points today. And I, and I agree with a lot of what you're saying, to be honest with you, I just hmm, had some questions and you answered them well, and I appreciate you being on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's, it's, listen, it's really mind blowing because you start, we've been given systems for the last, I'm 40, 41. For 41 years, I've been given a system that says the next step is always, it's always in place. The next step is always in place. The government is there and the next step is this. We have foreign policy. We have state policy. We have this policy. We're always ahead of the problem. No, we're not. No. No, we're not. So at a certain point, the the merry-go-round comes to a stop. All of us are going to be dizzy and we're going to go, all right, what just happened? Right. And then it's going to be over and it's going to be fine. But until everybody's willing to stop the spinning and get off of the lawyer cart. We're all just going to keep getting yes. this nonsense. Yeah. And I think we're getting closer and closer to that point too, because more people are like, what the hell What is going on? Well, yeah. everything that I was taught my entire life is yeah. just, you know, crap. So mm-hmm. more and more people are coming to that realization. Yeah. Donnie. Yeah. We I, lo- yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Last just all about training. I'm all about training the, uh, training people to fend for themselves. That's pretty much the job of human. And it's really hard when you can socially bully someone into legal contract and you're not, and they're, then they're not allowed to say no anyway. Like, ah. Yeah, it's all trickery. 
<laughs> well, excellent, excellent interview. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. And uh, we'll definitely have you on again yeah. and again and again. All right. Thanks thank, for having me. Thank you, Donnie. Take care now. Thank have a great you. Day. Have a great night. Bye. 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 When all of your flaws and all of my flaws are laid out one by one A wonderful part of the mess that we made, we pick ourselves undone All of your flaws and all of my flaws, they lie there hand in hand Ones we've inherited, ones that we learned, they pass from man to man There's a hole in my soul I can't feel it, I can't feel it And there's a hole in my soul Can you feel it, can you feel it? You have always worn your flaws upon your sleeve And I have always buried them deep beneath the ground Dig them Them up.